Yeah, yeah, happy Wednesday, November 9th. A few hours away from heading uh, heading on down to Boston for a little AEW. I have no idea what to expect because I'm so far behind on wrestling happenings and whatnot. I really don't know what's going on. I'm, I, I'm trying to watch last week's episode. I see that Double J Jeff Jarrett is now in AEW. Wasn't he just at SummerSlam like three months ago? He was. I'm telling you right now. Uh, he was like the special guest referee for one of the matches at SummerSlam. He'd been working for WWE behind the scenes for a while. I don't know. I Something about, I don't know if he's... I feel like with Triple H taking power, maybe Jeff Jarrett and Triple H don't quite see eye to eye on things. Just my guess. I'm not sure. But anyway, Jeff Jarrett, obviously no longer part of WWE. And the funny thing is, I think uh, Road Dog Jesse James, replaced Jeff Jarrett as the, I don't know, he was like the head of something, live events or head of backstage shit. That was it, head of backstage shit. Um, let's see here. So anyway, so we've, uh, yeah, we got AEW tonight. I just I watched a little bit of the first match from last week with uh, Darby Allen against uh, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett came out of nowhere with a guitar and smashed it, and he's like, "Ha ha ho, Double J!" He didn't say that, but I miss those days. That was that was almost thirty years ago that Jeff Jarrett first came to WWE back in nineteen ninety three. I had all those vignettes leading up to his debut, where he was like he was in Nashville going to all the you know the recording studios and all these iconic places in Nashville talking about how he's the greatest country music singer of all time and he, he's gonna use the WWF as a stepping stone to which is kind of funny because it's like that would never happen today. Because you're because by you're instantly making WWE a second rate organization, a second rate form of entertain. You know, even though it's a storyline, to be like, oh, the country music uh, singing career is bigger than WWE, and I'm going to use the WWE as my stepping stone to be a country music superstar. I, I thought that was kind of funny because it paints WWE like he WWE is beneath this guy. They wouldn't do that today. Anything that even slightly <laughs> speaks ill of, of the company would not it would not fly. Uh, but he used to sell those vignettes. He's there. That's J E double F J double T double J Jeff Jarrett. I'm gonna use you, Undertaker. I'm gonna use you, Bret Hart. <laughs> I'm gonna use you, Lex Luger. That's not what Double J sounds like, but that's the best I can do. Yeah, so. Uh, one of the and he he used to say they're going to rename the WWF. It's going to be the Double JF. <laughs> uh, and then that following summer, my good buddy Nate went on vacation, I believe, to Florida to Disney World, and he sent me a postcard. You, bet, you remember that back? In, remember sending postcards? My God, he used to send like you'd there you'd take a day and you'd just buy some postcards from the gift shop at the hotel. And you'd sit by the pool and you'd write a couple of them. I'd send like three or four to my best friends. And uh, and that would be about it. Maybe some, maybe to my grandparents. My sister and I would write one to my grandparents. Something like that. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't think, I don't know how many postcards. I don't even, you don't even see postcards anymore. I mean, I guess if you're in like a real touristy place. But anyway, Nate was on vacation in Florida and he sent me a postcard. And he was saying how, he goes, I love, I love Splash Mountain. Except in the middle of the ride, this guy stood up in the middle of it and he said, <laughs> he said, I'm going to rename Splash Mountain. It's going to be the Double J Mountain. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Cracked me up. Still does. Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to tonight. I really, I really don't know. My, my only hope is that like, I have been so lucky to have been so, to have been there, to have been a part of so many huge moments in wrestling just by chance. And so many huge moments in wrestling have taken place in Albany at the Pepsi arena, the Knickerbocker arena, whatever the hell it's called. It's called like the something something arena it's not metlife but it's some like healthcare thing mvp mvp i don't know who gives a shit it's the nick the knickerbocker arena 30 years old uh god i i mean i've recounted uh, first of all my first wrestling event at glens falls i mean you think about it now i got to see randy savage Russell, I got to see the Ultimate Warrior Russell, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Legion of Doom. Uh, it was just like, yeah, it was a who's who. Uh, Razor Ramon, who had not made a single appearance on television other than he started to have some vignettes in the weeks uh, leading it throughout June. Uh, those classic where he'd be, you know, on the streets of Miami, you know, just being a dick. Hey man, Reza Ramon, I coming to the WWF. Ah, <laughs> uh, and it was, and they—I don't know if it's still on there on Peacock, but on the old WWE Network before they went to Peacock, kind of became a piece of crap. Um, I hate the WWE Network on Peacock. I hate it. It's like you, you just simple things. Can you just do some simple things like old WWE Network? If I didn't know what I wanted to watch, you could go WWE, WCW, ECW pay-per-views. And then within that, you could filter by year. Or you could filter by pay-per-view name. Or you could type in a guy's name and you could get all the... It's just it's just not the same. Although I was watching wrestling on uh, Peacock, and at least it seems like they have, they have made some great strides in the last week... Uh, as far as like the you know the buffering and the the refresh rates and all that stuff, like you know you go to you go on like uh, Hulu or Netflix and you want to fast forward the, the scrubbing. That's what uh, you want to go. You fast forward. You're going to skip ahead of uh, 15 seconds or back, and it's like boom that there you go. Skip skip skip. If you have good internet, it goes. And then Peacock is like you sit there and you watch the little circle spin around, and the Peacock thing on my Samsung phone is like total shit it's like it takes honestly like 10 minutes for the peacock thing to buffer properly on my samsung uh fold flip fold whatever it fold and and then you watch it on a on an ios device on an iphone or an ipad or something and it's it doesn't have that problem or on a smart tv or a roku or an amazon fire tv stick thing all, all good. Um, what? 
All right, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's t- <laughs> it figures. I've got this uh, this whole exercise going on with a bunch of folks across the the enterprise, if you will, and uh, it's been pretty quiet. A busy sort of morning until around lunchtime, and uh, it's been pretty quiet for a couple of hours. And uh, I got fifteen minutes to my next meeting here in the afternoon, so I figured I'd take a break and talk to you. Uh, and then, of course, as soon as I pick up the damn phone and hit record and try to do something, that's when that's when my thing just starts to my machine starts to light up and pinging and dinging all over the place. Uh, I don't know why I don't know why I bother. And I tell you, it's look, have I am I the best at always following every step of every piece of instruction I'm given? No. I get stressed out when I watch a movie and it's like very crucial instructions that somebody is giving to somebody else, you know, before the bomb blows up or before the portal is uh, open forever to hell or whatever, whatever terrible thing is happening and needs to be acted on immediately. And somebody gives like this whole list of instructions to another. Okay, you got to go to so and so, and then you got to tell them exactly what to do. Step one. Blah, 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 blah. Step two, da, 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 da. step three, bah, 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 bah. and they're like, okay. And then they remember all of it. And I'm like, I would forget every single thing that was said uh, about a second and a half after it was said to me. So I'm not, uh, you know, I gotta, if I don't write shit down, yeah, I don't always, uh, but boy, oh boy, I, I don't know how many times I could have written stuff down. And repeated things over and over, and it, it just you know, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be the case that you could you could give very very detailed, very very explicit instructions to a person or to a group of people on what to do, and they still just won't. And and people are just like, I tried to do this, uh, which is not at all what you told us to do, and it's not working. I'm like, all right, I. I don't know. I guess that's weird that the thing failed when you did something uh, outside of the instructions. How how super duper strange. All I care about is that this shit's wrapped up by the end of the day or early tomorrow morning. And I can can collect all of their little tracking sheets that I made for them. And obviously they're going to have... uh, I asked everyone, you got to test at least, at least two, three times throughout the day because we need to, I'm not going to get into it, but, and so naturally I got people at like 8.30 in the morning sending me their results saying, okay, good, I'm done. (laughs) Like, no, you're not. Yeah, you're done with test number one. And then in a few hours, come back and do it again. And then this afternoon, do it again. And I, what what, what did you, then? But it doesn't matter. I get, I get, I get uh, five, six. I get six more. Wow! Holy shit! I've got six days left. That is after today. Ah, amazing! I this is my. I've got today's Wednesday. I've got one more Wednesday there. I've got two more Thursdays. This Friday is a holiday. It's Veterans Day. So basically, I just have like one of every day left, and and two Thursdays. 
And I'm probably going to go into the office a bunch next week because it's the last time I'm going to be going into any office for a very long time, I hope. Uh, so, and then uh, and then we'll see what, and then who knows? All kinds of excitement, all kinds of things happening and hopefully some other, hopefully some other big shit happening, not necessarily work, I mean, c- tied into work, uh, but hopefully some big shit happening uh, outside of the workplace in the coming weeks and months. Stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, AEW, I really, this is, this is the most far behind that I've ever been on what's happening in their product. I've seen the pay-per-views, so I do know where things stand. Um, but as I was saying, you know, I'm, I've been so spoiled by so many things. I was telling you about Glens Falls Civic Center 1992 when I got to see all the top, all the top guys at the time. I mean, it was pretty much everyone with the exception of maybe like Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Other than that, it was like every big name who was in WWE at that time. Like I said, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Legion of Doom. It just goes on and on. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, Razor Ramon's first match, which on the old WWE Network, was a they had this whole section called Hidden Gems. And it's these matches that had never aired before or had aired and were very rare. And it's, and, uh, and it was so, it was just, the, the old WWE Network was just so, like, here you go, WWE fans. After all your loyalty, we wouldn't be here without all of you, all of you legacy fans who have been here. And a lot of them long before I was a fan in the early 90s, uh, watching since the 80s, since the 70s, since whatever. Now we've got something for you, which is all of your favorite episodes of Monday Night Raw, every pay-per-view ever, WCW, DC, it's just everything. And uh, having these hidden gems was really neat, and it seems like they've taken hidden gems away when they moved over to Peacock, but <sighs> they're not making any money on hidden gems, are they? But it was cool to see that match for the first time in 30 years when they put it a uh, Tito Santana and Razor Ramon, I believe that was the match. If I'm remembering right, um, but that was you know lots of stuff happened because it was TV tapings for SummerSlam that year, so tons of tons of big shit happened on there. Uh, and then I mean, my God, we got to see uh, 1993 a year later. That was June of '92. June of '93, we got to see uh, Shawn Michaels beat Marty Jannetty for the Intercontinental Title. With this new guy that we had never seen before in Shawn Michaels' corner, a fellow by the name of Diesel, who's now a two-time Hall of Famer, one of my all-time favorites, uh, and he he helped Shawn Michaels win back the Intercontinental Title. That was a big deal. Um, I mean, my God, we got to see so much stuff. Uh, Nineteen ninety-eight, of course, the night after WrestleMania fourteen. It, almost too many things to recap. We saw Stone Cold Steve Austin give Vince McMahon a stunner, I think for the second time ever. They unveiled uh, the new championship belt, the the old uh, winged eagle belt that had been you know through the 80s and 90s. Uh, they retired that one and gave Austin a new belt, which sucked, which I hate. I only like the winged eagle. I want the old championships back. Uh, yeah, but he gave a stunner to Vince McMahon and got arrested. Not really, but, you know, in the storyline. Uh Shawn Michaels 
had lost the world title the night before. He was not there. But Triple H formed the new D-Generation X and brought out X-Pac, who was back for the first time in two years since going to WCW. That was a huge deal. Steel cage match, Terry Funk and Mick Foley against Road Dogg and Billy. And at the end of that match was when the Road Dogg and Billy New Age Outlaws joined DX. That was a huge deal. Uh, The Rock officially became the leader of the Nation of Domination when he had... He had uh, the rest of the na- D'Lo and Godfather and Mark Henry. He had them attack the, at the time, leader, Farouk, Ron Simmons, by simply raising his eyebrow. <laughs> when you think about how many millions of dollars The Rock made from that moment, giving that eyebrow and then making that part of his whole shtick, the people's eyebrow, the people's eyebrow. And, uh, oh, my God. So that was the first time he ever did the people's eyebrow. I mean, it was just, it's crazy. And, uh, and of course, four, uh, four handsome fellows from Burn Hills, New York, uh, went into the men's room before the show started and painted uh, 316 and a colon. <laughs> there were four of us, so somebody had to be the colon. Um and we took our shirts off. We were in the second row. It was a, what a great night. Because Shimo and I, a few months before that, when the tickets went on sale, we got up before dawn on a Saturday and drove all the way into uh, to Albany to wait in line for the box office to open. That's, that's how it was done in the old days. You had to sit outside in the cold in a box office before the sun even came out and uh and get your uh get your tickets. And we got second row. I could, it was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And so we were in the second row, so we took off our shirts, and then we went over uh, during one of the matches. And you can very clear as day see us jumping up and down with the 316. It's been fun on WWE Network to go back to the 90s and see the uh, the old shows where I can I can spot myself in the background, or my friends, or my parents, or my sister, or whoever was there with us at the time. It's kind of kind of neat. Uh, we were there for what is. Always, what has for the last 20 years been voted almost 30 years, 25 years, uh, yeah, almost last almost 25 years, uh, consistently voted as the number one moment in the history of all of Monday Night Raw. And they're, they're going to have a 30 year, I think it's in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Uh, you're going to have the 30-year anniversary of Monday Night Raw coming up in January. I'm sure we will see the beer truck as we get to that. But that was the moment that happened back in March of 1999, uh, just before WrestleMania 15. I think it was the last Raw before WrestleMania 15, and they had a you know the go-home show, as it's called. And that's where that's, – that's the last real push – uh, you know, like yesterday, you had the the politicians out there on the campaign trail for the last time, that last push to get people to vote for them, and that's what WWE does when they have the the final Monday Night Raw before a pay per view is the go home show because that's the last chance to really sell the pay per view and have you know interesting and exciting things happen that something that happens on that show that makes you say. Well, you know what? I wasn't going to buy this pay-per-view, but actually I think I'm going to order this damn thing because this is going to be fun. This is I'm I'm excited for the that's what those shows are for. And so they had the they had Stone Cold Steve Austin come out in a beer truck and spray uh Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon and The Rock and the corporation uh with beer and the place went the place went nuts. 
And a couple months before that, we got to see Shawn Michaels superkick Vince McMahon, December of 98, uh, Monday Night Raw. There's lots of stuff, uh, lots of cool stuff. And uh, yeah, being there, as I've mentioned a million times, seeing John Cena return in Boston a few years ago and getting to boo Bill Goldberg was a, has been a highlight as a wrestling fan. Getting to see, uh, it's just, just lots of stuff. I mean, in the last few years, just going with the kids to see, uh, you know, some cool, cool stuff happening. And this will be my third AEW show. And I'm kind of, uh, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm kind of hoping that like tonight's the night that they lift the suspensions of uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And I'm hoping that maybe they'll make a surprise return. And then even, my God, if CM Punk made a surprise return, that would be something. I guess contrary to, I guess, I guess you can say now like, okay, shit, I guess it's real (laughs) because they wouldn't be that stupid, I don't think. To have these top guys be off of TV, it's been two months now since these guys were on TV at that last paper, at that pay per view, uh, and then the p- press conference afterwards where CM Punk just shat on the whole company and all of the top wrestlers, basically the the owner, the executive VPs of the company, who are also some of the top wrestlers in the company, uh, and Kenny Omega, I honestly think is the best wrestler in the world, but. Whatever. Uh, it would be nice to see them, to see some some combination of those guys make a return tonight as a big surprise. And I always feel like, well, you know, it's it's in a big city. You know, would they was that would they have some big stuff? I feel like big shit would you know New York, Boston, Chicago. That's where like big shit would happen. So hopefully, hopefully it is. But either way. I know MJF is going to be there, and a lot of the top guys are going to. It's going to be fun. It's all I've been to two AEW shows so far. They've both been really fun. Uh, the second ever AEW show to uh, in 2019, and then last year's show, and yeah, I mean it was it was cool to at least be able to go to that show uh, last year, be able to see CM Punk. He didn't do anything on the mic, but to see him wrestle, I mean, last year was like my god. Everybody, CM Punk, Young Bucks, Omega, Hangman Page, Sting, Moxley, uh, Brian Danielson. I mean, everybody was there for that one. It was it was pretty neat. So we'll see what happens tonight. It should be fun. Yeah, Cody Rhodes was still there. My God. So it should be a, it'll be fun either way. And then the Survivor Series is coming up in a few weeks. War Games. I get to see the War Games uh, cage match live in person from the fourth or fifth row or something like that. So it should be fun. Anyway, I have to run. I got shit to do before I can go have my wrestling fun. And uh, yeah, I will give you, you'll you'll have a full recap of the night. I guarantee you uh, on the next Birthday Boy podcast. All right, gang, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Later, Gators.